This call is being recorded. Hello and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have as our guest today, Marianne Redini Spencer, who is an author of uh, many books, uh, producer, uh, just too much as I'm, I'm going to let her explain all of this in, in, other than the introduction, because there's, it's quite deep and, and, and very interesting. Um, uh, Marianne, are you there? I am here. Great. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I'm so so glad to get to this point. You got a lot of stuff to look at. Oh, I know. I get tired when I think of it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, it actually, I, I know. I, I have a lot of things that I've done, and it just seemed like a very natural progression, organic progression of my career. Well, that's a good thing to say. A lot of people can't say that, you know. Yeah, I think, you know, the key for me was I had an idea of what I wanted um, when I graduated from college and even going into college. And then I, you have to kind of open yourself up to what the world brings into your purview. Because sometimes you think you're going to go one path and then opportunities present themselves. So it's just to kind of go with the flow and be aware. And uh, that's what I did because there was no set way. Um, I started off with the idea of wanting to make movies. I always knew that I wanted to move to Hollywood, make movies, tell stories. And it was a road that I hadn't planned on, but I'm very thankful because sometimes, you know, we're guided. I believe we're guided by God. And, you know, I totally believe that, you know, certain things come into our life for certain reasons or lessons. And, uh, it just worked out, but I didn't see the value of it till much later. Right, right. Probably when the writing came along, I would guess. <laughs> um, yes. It's a, I, um, it's a, yeah. go ahead, please. No, I, I definitely, I always loved to write, but I, de I definitely think that it came into a certain situation where I started working with magazines and newspapers and doing some TV writing. And I didn't necessarily know how to make that bridge. I, I knew that I wanted to write books and I also knew that I wanted to write films, but that came much later. I had to learn the business and I also mm -hmm. had to figure out how to get there and how to navigate that and, and really d get disciplined to uh, do those things because to write books and movies, takes a lot of discipline and work. Well, with, with all I've read about you, which is a lot, and all the things that you've done uh, and, and are still doing, you've, you've got a, your own empire, I would say, underway. Thank you. Um, I'm very happy with where I am right now. I, I didn't really understand how it would all come together, but it has. Just the, the way social media is and the world right now with the internet, my background was in theater initially and then in learning the behind the scenes of TV and film in college. 
And when I, my, one of my first jobs was working at Cable News Network in Los Angeles. I was producer writer of the entertainment news. And um, it was in Los Angeles and I really had a very good exposure to going out and meeting people and finding all about everything that was going on in Hollywood and in entertainment worldwide. So it was a very good introduction. And through that, I met people who asked me to write magazine articles with them. And that's how I got into doing a lot for newspapers and magazines. And then I did um, produce a number of cooking shows and cooking segments for CNN. And in doing so, I felt that I wanted to write my own cookbook. Now, that came years later, but everything kind of fed into each other. And when about 2008, after the stock market crashed, but also when Facebook and Twitter and other um, social media came to be, I was able to combine my careers in writing and production and PR and marketing in a very nice way um, where I was able to tell stories for all different kinds of medium, you know, for online, for podcasting, for TV and film. Mm -hmm. And so for a creative person, I think there's quite a lot of opportunity right now, but you do have to be disciplined. It's not like the old studio system where you were hired as a writer and, you know, you worked on many films, you know, with MGM or Fox. Now it's kind of, um, it's all done independently, but um, it's, it's very, if you have that creative desire, there's a lot of opportunity to tell your stories. Oh, there are a lot of ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question here. Of all that you've done, your many accomplishments, um, which was the most fun? Oh, boy. You know, I have to say I was very <laughs> thrilled with everything that happened that, you know, when I got my first job in TV, it was very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say, though, on a scale, the, the top two things when I published mm-hmm. my first novel I was very excited to do that. Um, the Lady in the Window, which was published uh, in 2017. And, mm-hmm. Yes, and then subsequent novels. I always get excited when I publish novels. And But when I did my first movie that I wrote, I produced a lot of movies for television and mm-hmm. the foreign theatrical market and Showtime and Movie Channel, Sci-Fi Network. But when I did The Lost Valentine with Betty White for Hallmark Hall of Fame, it was so exciting to see that rough cut because I had always produced other people's stories and that one was, I wrote, I, I, I was the writer producer on it uh, along with some other producers. and it was so thrilling to see the first rough cut to see your idea and your story come to life. Um, mm-hmm. I was on the set and I watched them filming, but it mm-hmm. was, it was done. I thought the director, uh, Delma Martin did a fabulous job and I was just thrilled with the cast, Betty White and Jennifer Love Hewitt. And it was just, I was just ecstatic. Um, and that really was a highlight, I think, because just, it takes such a lot of work uh, to get something mounted, you know, and produced because it takes so many people and you have to get the networks and the studio heads and 
all the people to agree and then finally make the film, you know, put a budget to it and make the movie. And actually with that film, it was sold in 2006, but it wasn't made until 2010. And um, and at first, uh, Hallmark had said no to it. And a year later, I went back with a PR and marketing plan. And I said, this is perfect for your network, you know. And we presented it, my producing partners, and I presented it again. And they said, you know, this is right. This is great for us. And it turned out to be one of their highest rated films that kind of held that position for five years. And then it went on to it plays every year now on the Hallmark Channel around Valentine's Day. And you can live stream it anytime you want. Um, mm -hmm. And it's also one of their, it's in their DVD, collector's edition um, DVDs that sell on the Hallmark um, website. So it really, you know, they it might not have happened, but being persistent was very important in believing in the project. And I think that's what you have to do as a creative person because people may say no to you and they may not see the big picture or they may not even understand their own market but you kind of have to if you you need to believe in what you're doing and love what you're doing no matter right. what you do i think right. that gives you the joy in life um you could be a teacher i have a sister who's an elementary school teacher she just loves it and mm -hmm. i think that's important you just have to try to if you're not doing what you love right now it's your mission to kind of find what that is and everyone has something to offer and give. And, you know, I think that's where the the joy and what you do and the good feeling that it creates is so important. I agree. Persistence and perseverance uh, will get you there. That's where success lies and happiness, mm -hmm. I believe, as well. The mm -hmm. rewards are there for your taking. Now, let, let me ask you the flip side of that first question. Okay. Um, what would you... Which one of your accomplishments would you think twice about doing it again? That's a good question. Um, because really everything that I've done, it I took an opportunity. I saw the opportunity as it was happening and I said, sure, I'll go for that. Um, I really don't think there's anything I wouldn't have done if I say anything, maybe I would have gone to California sooner. Um, I did go a year and a half after I graduated. Uh, I didn't move right away because it took some taking, you know, I love my family on the East Coast and mm -hmm. I really wanted to be with them, but I knew my career was taking me to a different place because there were certain things I needed to accomplish that was that weren't available to me. Um, living where I was living and you know sometimes I wonder I I do wonder because I love being with them but what I did in the compromise is I go back as much as I can and they visit me and we talk every every, every I speak with my dad every day my mom has mm -hmm. passed but um, I also we do I speak with my siblings every week we do zoom calls now uh, thank you for Zoom and Facebook FaceTime <laughs> because it's fabulous yes. and Skype. It is. You know, um, it is. so we we do family calls every Sunday night and uh, and we try to get together as much as possible. And when we do get together, we have we make the time we might have a week or two 
um, in the mm-hmm. summers or we're able to spend a lot of good quality time. And so that's how I I was able to work with that decision. Um, but it is totally lovely to be able to just, you know, take a ride over to your brother or sister's house <laughs> you know, if they live close. If they live close, that's right. Yeah. And they can't live too close. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone has to have their own space. <laughs> and that goes with that goes with children too. Uh, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Let's talk about your books. You said that uh, okay. uh, Lady in the Window was uh, published in 2017. You've got uh, Paradise Table, which was uh, published and launched in 2019. Mm-hmm. These are both uh, the uh, Kate Grace mysteries. Correct. Which I was, uh, was which, which I'm already hooked on just that that itself. Tell, tell us about oh. that, uh, how that went. Sure. You know, I didn't know that I was going to be doing a mystery series. Um, when I, I, I knew that I always wanted to write novels, uh, but I was doing a lot of other writing up until that point. And about 2014-15, I had an idea. I was walking down the street. Uh, I was in a beautiful area of Long Island, New York, and I remember clear as day, a title popped into my head, Lady in the Window. And I thought, okay, um, now what does that be about? And uh, so I actually started putting an outline together and writing the first chapter or two. But I I ended up putting it away um, because it just, for me, it wasn't gelling, but I still had the idea. Like, I knew I wanted to write books. I always wanted to write books. But how am I going to do this? It was a little bit daunting because I didn't have a plan. And um, then I realized the way I write screenplays, I outline them, you know, scene by scene. And I thought, I'm going to use that same format to work on my book. And when I took a trip to Kauai, um, in, it was like 2014. And then again, I, I go to the Hawaiian Islands all the time. Um, I started putting together an outline it just it just gelled and then I was able to write down the entire outline because I had originally placed it in a different time period different part of the world but when I went to Kauai and went was in Hanalei which is a beautiful area um, I just felt like this is where it needs to be because it's about a woman's a young woman's awakening and introspection into how she's lived her life and what she wants for her future. And there's also a lot of healing because she goes through the loss of a loved one and the betrayal of a romantic relationship. So she kind of has to heal herself, and she does so in a beautiful uh, air, town, a beautiful uh, in nature near the ocean, and it's very healing. And I just fell in love. Um, I've been going for many, many years to the Hawaiian Islands and living there for certain periods of time. And I just love it. And I love what the whole meaning of aloha, the aloha spirit. And I wanted to get that in my book. So I wrote Lady in the Window. And while I was writing Lady in the Window, the title for the Paradise Table and the concept came into my head. And I thought, wow, this is going to be a series. And while I was writing the Paradise Table, the title Secrets of Grace Manor, which is the Marianne? third book. Yes. Can you hear me? Can you can you hear me okay? Yes, can you hear me? Okay. 
Yes. Um, sometimes well, it, it it goes out. Uh, oh, sometimes in and out, but usually it's a possibly that, that you have to focus on uh, talking into the phone. Oh, um, okay. Um, yeah, I am, but let me, let me do something else. Is this good? Can you hear me better? It is good, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, um, while I was writing The Paradise Table, I had the idea and the title actually for Secrets of Grace Manor, the third book, which comes out soon, came into my head and the concept for that. So it's just, I, I don't even, I didn't plan on making it a series, but then I thought this is a series, you know, so Kate Grace is the title character. Um, and so it's a Kate Grace mystery and she's not, she doesn't solve necessarily murders. She solves other situations and mysteries. Um, and right now it has to do with various things having to do with her family and friends or situations from the past and the new book that's coming out. She's actually solving something that happened in another century to one of her relatives. And so it was so much fun uh, doing the research for that because it takes place in Kauai, where she and her husband live, but it also takes place in England and Ireland uh, in the 1800s. And it was, I loved writing that. Well, the good thing about the, the uh, sequels is that you know, it always brings in the, the sale of book one and book two and book three. There's just no limitation to that. That's right. I mean, and I, I, I didn't plan on that, but I do love the characters, and I, 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 it, as long as the ideas keep coming to me, I'll be writing the, those books. But I also have ideas for other books, and I will be writing other books as well. Uh, it just happened to work this way, and um, I'm fine with it. I, I really enjoy it, and I'm able to just explore a lot of different concepts and themes. Well, for you, that's exciting, and for the for your fans, you, know, you build uh, you build your own tribe. I think. And, and <laughs> I hope you, so. I you know I do have fans, and I'm hoping to build more of them. And really, um, my my books, I hope, can also help people and teach people, and um, they're and I, I, I want them to be entertaining, but also have certain things that I've learned about life and incorporating and, you know, certain principles. And one of the things that I, I call myself the Aloha writer uh, or Aloha writer, because not only do I just, I love Hawaii, but I love that concept of living Aloha. Um, it just interacting with people in a respectful way. It has a certain kind of ethics, uh, love, kindness, tolerance, compassion, respect, honor, of all humanity and living things and also taking care of the earth, making sure, you know, that we keep it sustainable and, um, mm -hmm. you know, we live healthy, we think the right things, we take care of ourselves. Cause I think with all of that, it brings joy to yourself and other people. It's kind of like the golden rule doing unto others as you would want them to do unto you. And it's just, mm -hmm. a, a, you know, I think that there's many things that we could learn um, and, situations my books aren't always la di da they have some heavy topics and they deal with some heavy things like betrayal loss crime whatever but it's how these people overcome 
tragedy or loss or situations and how you can also find joy in the little things in life and how those little things in life that you can find joy in can heal you and and give you the strength or the hope and faith to go on. Well, that sounds like my book. <laughs> <laughs> I love it was that. for real. It was for real. <laughs> you know, I I um I I I got to a point to where I just had to write it. You know, it it yes. took me it took me 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um and in, and in doing that I had, you know, just boxes and boxes of little notes and pieces of paper that I would refuse to throw away because I knew someday what I I would I would use them. Yes. And sure enough the time came and it was it was good and I'm thinking about sequels myself, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that's an outstanding way to go. If people people want that type of thing. They don't want to mm-hmm. think that this is the last book. You know, they need something to look forward to. Exactly. And um, I think as long as you enjoy it um, and have a passion for it, that comes through in the work itself, and people can get something out of that. Exactly. Exactly. Tell us about Simply Delicious Living. Simply Delicious Living uh, came out of a few things. Um, As I mentioned, I did a lot of producing and writing cooking segments for Cable News Network and other networks, Lifetime, USA Networks. I I worked on different TV series doing healthy living concepts and cooking and um, body, mind, spirit ideas, things like that. And I started Uh, doing a lot of lifestyle writing for different magazines and newspapers, as well as doing the TV production. And an opportunity came, I would say, around 2009-10. I was doing, I was the food editor uh, and contributing editor and, and then food editor for Palm Springs Life. And I also worked with Desert Magazine and some other uh, Ventura County Star. And one thing came up. There was an opportunity when I was working in Palm Springs uh, to do a TV pilot for a cooking series. They were trying to do some more local programming. And I came up with this concept because I love I was uh, I loved food. I was a recipe creator. I had worked with a lot of companies creating recipes, and I knew that I wanted to write my own cookbook someday. So an opportunity presented itself, and they asked me to do a pilot. And so I did, and then they liked it, and they said, let's do this. And so I started doing Simply Delicious Living with Mary Ann. It's a how-to cooking show. It's on. It currently now airs on PBS TV, DirecTV and Dish Network in Southern California, People can also see it on YouTube, on my channel, and on my blog. Um, but it just, it was in the Ventura County Star online and just ran on local television and still does. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And it's, you know, won some uh, Telly Award and some other awards. And uh, I kind of, on my blog, besides having this how-to cooking segments, um, I have sustainable and creative living ideas. So I do all kind of home and garden and sustainable living. And I just love it. It's it's some of the work that I've done. And the it, it takes its print as well as podcasts and TV. And it's all about the things that I've learned uh, that I've actually worked at in my career, but also things that I love and enjoy. 
And I thought to myself, um, that's where the title comes from, Simply Delicious Living, because it incorporates a lot of different things, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, body, mind, spirit. And I just love it. It's a great, it's, it's different from my novel writing, but it keeps me kind of in the loop um, with different technologies and I have to do a lot of website creation and video production and editing. So I'm keeping my hand in that part of the world uh, with hands, hands-on hands experience where if I make a movie, there'll be a director assigned to it and other line producers and those an editor. You know, I will probably just be doing some production and marketing and then the writing of the project. But this these right. little things for TV, I actually am doing everything. You know, I'm working with a small staff or hardly any staff, but it's so enjoyable. And so I, I, I did my first cookbook. Um, I do have a cookbook, Simply Delicious Living with Marianne Entrees, and I'm actually working on my next book right now, which is uh, easy recipes. A lot of them are vegetarian, uh, vegan, you know, things with vegetables and fruit. So, um, but I have a lot of ideas and I I love uh, creating recipes. Uh, I've worked with a lot of different companies, helping them um, create recipes and videos. Uh, Jarlsberg, Woolrich Dairy, Garlic Gold, just, you, you know, many, many, you know, they'll say we have this product if you like it let us know you know see if you want us to create if you if you have a recipe idea for it and I just love that so um, it's so different from my writing Uh, um, I think we talked just before we got on the interview and if I'm at my desk all day I I kind of need an outlet. Um, I do do a lot of walking and I go to the gym, but you know, in the afternoon around four mm-hmm. o'clock, I kind of like to just play in the kitchen and come up with some recipes that are fun. And uh, I love looking at food magazines and uh, home and garden magazines. I'm totally addicted to HGTV. <laughs> I mean, you know, I so love. My I kinda, wife. I, I cut out pictures from magazines, you know, of like uh, rooms and inspiration rooms. And I have a little notebooks, you know, of recipes or, you know, books right. or desi- design ideas. Uh, I like to garden. Um, I recently, this summer, I actually took out all the lawn in my backyard and planted a oh, water-wise garden. That's yeah. an undertaking. Yeah, it was, it was, and it is, but it's coming along really nicely. And by the spring, some of the plants should be huge. So I'm very excited about that. You know, I love all the home. I'm a homebody. I totally mm-hmm. am. I mean, I can be very I happy completely. in my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. I understand completely. <laughs> and I love entertaining, you know, having family and friends over. And um, that's part of also Simply Delicious Living. And I incorporate that of those concepts that I, I into my novels uh, because my character Kate Grace you know is also a writer but um, her friend Olivia and her sister-in-law Mally they own a cafe the Plumeria Cafe which is a fictitious mm-hmm. cafe but it's right. in the book and so people gather and I get to talk about recipes and in Hawaii um, it's very big, entertaining family and friends. They're always doing it, and they have something called uh, the word ohana means family. And many of homes in Hawaii have ohanas, which are guest house. 
sometimes they're attached to the property or not and it's just they're it's very it's a very big thing so i that's something that i always did growing up we would always have i come from a big family so on the mm-hmm. weekends we would always get together and we would go to both sets of grandparents or they'd come to us and we'd always have all these meals and friends over and parties and i loved helping my mom in the kitchen and my grandmas uh so it's just it it brings a lot of memories to me of you know happy memories of childhood but also to, when I have friends over, you know, I have big parties, but I, I also have small. I might have just, a, um, maybe there might be six of us. And it's just really lovely to um, sit down over a meal and have great conversation. Um, I can't think of it anything is. I love more. Please tell our listeners where, I guess, the easy place to find you. There's, you have so many. Sure. Um, the best, easiest way to remember me is alohawriter.com. So aloha is A-L-O-H-A, writer.com. And then also on Facebook. Um, my, I'm Mary Amberdini Spencer on Facebook. But um, they can also search if they forget Lady in the Window or The Paradise Table, um, any of my book titles. Um, but I'm on Facebook. And if you go to alohawriter.com, there's a link to my mm-hmm. Facebook page. And I just say to people, go on the page, make comments, you know, email me through there if they're interested. But uh, if they'd like some great recipes, some cooking videos, some fun article ideas, recipes for life, as I say, go to alohawriter.com. Well, thank you, Marianne, for being our guest today. It's been thank insightful and, and fun to do this with you. And it's thank been you, wonderful. listeners. Well, thank you. Uh, my listeners are probably feeling and saying the same thing. <laughs> and I'm glad they've tuned in to Searching for Integrity. So long and happy trails to all.